Overruns. Today, I'm going to talk about anger, partly because the novel that I'm currently writing, um, I have a character who's got liver cancer, and of course, as many of us know, cancer, sorry, liver is related to anger. So when someone is in a bad mood, we say they've got, they're in a shitty liver, and that's because the ancients knew that the liver is related to anger. And if we hold on to anger for too long, it can cause cancer in the liver. And so this person's realized this in the story, and so they want to release the anger. The other reason for dealing with this today is that there is a lot of anger out there because of the recent revelations of uh, genocide by the New Zealand government. Not revelations, <laughs> confirmation. Most of us knew what had happened. But this is confirmation in undeniable numbers. So there's a lot of anger out there worldwide. And so anger doesn't come from someone else doing something wrong. Sorry, <laughs> it starts with us. Anger comes from unmet expectations. You promised to bring home a bottle of milk and you didn't. So I'm angry. I wanted it sunny today for my daughter's wedding and it's raining so I'm angry <laughs> at the weather. I thought politicians would be honest and they're not and I'm angry so I had the expectation. I thought I would have a happy marriage and a successful career and an abundant life and it didn't happen and I'm angry at myself or I'm angry at life or I started a business and it's failed and so I'm angry at, I don't know, the government, customers. I'm angry at this. The anger always starts with an expectation. I expect this to happen. And we can say soft things like I planned on this. I hoped. It's always an expectation. And it doesn't matter how strongly we expected something to happen. It's all equal. And all anger is equal. The anger at you not bringing home a bottle of milk is equal to the anger at my house burning down or my business crashing or genocide by a government. They are all equal. They're simply anger. An expectation was set by us <laughs> and sometimes it's unconscious. We just wake up in the morning and, and just go, oh, it's raining. <clears throat> we didn't actually sit down last night and go, I expect the weather to be fine today. Sometimes the expectation happens unconsciously. What some level that we weren't absolutely aware of. And so when a neighbor does something we don't like, we have somewhere in the past set up this expectation that neighbors should behave in a certain way. And they don't, and so we're angry and because we've forgotten the expectation, because it's buried in some subconscious, we can't access that. So we send the anger out to the neighbor, or to the government, or to the weather, or to God, or to life, or partners, or whatever. So the anger is always sent out from us to the world. And we cannot deal with that out there. I cannot deal or fix the anger at the weather. I cannot fix the anger at 
the government, at my neighbour, at my boss, whatever. We need to start with the expectation. So when we're angry at something, the most effective way to start dealing with it is to look at what expectation did I set up? I expected to be happy and healthy and wise and, you know, have a life that went ooh, like this on a straight line. Instead, I had this life that went up and down, ups and down, ups and down and depressed and angry and success and failure. And it's not, that's not how it's supposed to go. So somewhere, I created an expectation of a straight line life. Every day getting better and better and better and more successful and more famous and more wealthy and more loved and more happy. So the expectation is what gets us, what gets in the way and it's what gets us angry. So in the book I'm writing, what I've got this person doing with the help of two others is closing their eyes and thinking of because most of us have some sort of anger and it doesn't matter whether it's just a little annoyance or whether it's a wild fury or whether it's an anger. They're all equal. And it doesn't matter where we start. So most of us have more than one disappointment is another one. Same. More than one disappointment. It might be about our health. I don't know. So what we can do, as this person's doing in, in my book, is it's easier if we close our eyes to sort of get the rest of the world away as much as we can and, and be in a quiet place, an uninterrupted place. And we can have someone else take us through this exercise if we like, or we can take somebody else through it. It's very, very simple. So the idea is that we close our eyes and we hold our hands out in front of us together. Well, no. <laughs> um, and as we're holding our hands out in front of us, with our eyes closed, just think of the most present grump that you've got, the most present annoyance, the most present disappointment. It doesn't matter if it was something like a lifelong disappointment or just something that happened yesterday or happened two minutes ago. The most present one is the one to start with, the one that just speaks to you in this moment. Don't choose them. Allow them to choose you. So close your eyes, hold your hand out, and imagine that expectation that you set up as in your hands it's it's a mind thing yes imagine that expectation in your hands and simply look at it and ask yourself or have somebody else ask you what color is it what shape is it is it hot or cold is it heavy or light just, and you may not see any colors, you may not see any shapes, but you might. Just try and see it as tangibly as you can with your eyes shut. Just see it as something that's here in your hand. 
It's not you. It's not in you. It's out here on your hand. So as you see it in as many tangible ways as you can, color, temperature, shape, weight, what else is there? Maybe it's making a sound. Maybe it's moving, buzzing or something. Um, as many tangible ways and just observe. Don't try and make meaning of the color or the shape. Maybe it's gooey and icky. Maybe it's hard and shiny, whatever, texture. Don't make meaning of any of that. Just observe what it looks like, what it smells like, what it sounds like, all those senses. Maybe you can kind of sense a taste. It might taste sweet, sour, icky. So it's out here on your hand. And so just spend a little time seeing it with as many senses as you can with as many shapes colors temperatures weights whatever and when you feel like you've got it sorted <laughs> what how what what it looks like <clears throat> just forgive it now i know that sounds a bit like well what do i do how do i forgive it just forgive it just send it forgiveness send it forgiveness and there is no way of explaining that. All I can say is just send it forgiveness. If that forgiveness thing doesn't quite work, just send it love. And if you don't know what that means, just send it love. And if you're asking, what, what, what do I have to do? Just send it love. So I remember many years ago, I had a friend and she was in Tauranga and she got this new job up in Auckland. A very kind of high profile business job in Auckland. So high profile that she had to get her photo taken for the newspaper, for the business pages, because it's a wonderful big appointment for this person. And she hated having her photo taken. And she was about to do it. And sometime before that, someone said, Meryl, just send it love. Just send the camera love. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I don't, whatever that means. She said, <laughs> she was a bit grumpy about the whole thing, having hated photos. Anyway, she went to the studio and sat there, trying to trying to smile. Um, anyway, the last, just before the last photo, she remembered this friend saying, "Just send it love," and she thought, oh, "I don't know what that means," but she just sat there and just thought, "Send it love." Well. When the photos came back, it was it was startling, the difference. There was this grumpy, sort of black-shrouded, if you like, energy-wise in the photo of about six photos. But the last one, there was, there was an energy coming off the photo. And she said, I don't know how I sent it, love, but I just decided to do it. <clears throat> and it works. So if forgiveness kind of chokes you up, sending something forgiveness... It kind of <laughs> it's the last thing I want to do just try sending it love send this expectation love and that's it what you may find as you do this that might change in some way the color might change it might become smaller it might become from gooey and icky to sort of more solid and sort of nicer to touch or something it might change in some tangible way in your mind if that's 
not a contradiction. And so when you feel like you've done enough of it, when you've seen it, love, seen it, forgiveness, seen it, seen it, and seen it, and it's like, there will be a moment of, I'm done. Then you're done. Thank it. Thank the universe for the process. Open your eyes and smile. And it will not necessarily go away all in that moment. So you can do it again the next day or the next week. If some anger arises, and it might be a tiny disappointment about something, it might be a major thing that's been hanging around for years, just stop and do it. It only takes a minute. It can, you can make it last five minutes if that's how the energy flows. You take it as, as it wishes to. If it wants to be half a minute, stop. If it wants, if it is asking for more love, for more love, then just keep going. Keep sending it love, sending it forgiveness until it kind of says, okay, we're done for now. <laughs> and so if we deal with our anger from the expectation from the source, it works much better. It works much simpler and more effectively. So what do I wish you? I wish you a simple exercise in releasing anger. And I wish you a peaceful, forgiving day.